Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. <laughs> I'm glad you are. You, you, you put together innovation, and it's fun, and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And- yeah, I'm sure we will, Michael. End of day. The freedom of speech is being taken away. They die. Uh, I, do you believe in heaven? Whatever. Do. again serve you conscious coma inducing vibrations first time listeners turn on tune in and drop out this is a different kind of show a place where we don't feel so alone let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe i do admire you for your curiosity live and direct right now on the tune in radio app search end of days and you'll find the 24 7 network Catch the podcast rendition on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, along with Google Play. With all that's going on around us right now, I certainly can't help but feel that the end of days are near. I want to clarify that I don't know if these are the signs of the second coming of Christ, but I'm under the notion that the Great War is near. Historical times we find ourselves in once again, and being here in America, we've got the privilege to watch it all go down. My guest for this very special morning edition of the program is L.A. Marzulli. Mr. Marzulli is an author, lecturer, and filmmaker. He has written multiple books. Mr. Marzulli has lectured on the subjects of UFOs, the Nephilim, and ancient prophetic texts presenting his exhaustive research at conferences and churches, as well as appearances and interviews on numerous national and international radio and television programs. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds, not on a night like this. Welcome back to another special edition of the Michael Deacon Program. Good morning and good afternoon to you out there. How are you? I'll pretend you're doing okay if you're listening live. You're most likely at work. 
Thanks for being here. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast rendition of the show, well, hello to you out there somewhere. I'm going to be giving a call to my guest right now. Waste no time. Let's see what's going on with my guest right now, Mr. Marzuli. Yes. Hi, Michael. How are you? Glad you're here. I've been looking forward to speaking to you, Mr. Marzuli. How are Just- I'm great. Just call me L.A. Oh, L.A. That's what we're going to go with tonight here. Very good. How are you, by the way? I'm great. I'm uh, a little tired from being on the road for two weeks and uh, getting ready to go out again on Tuesday for another week. And then we're home for a while. So uh, I'm very, very busy. Yeah, you've been traveling back and forth. I've noticed that. How's that been? Well, uh, we did the Hear the Watchman conference in Dallas. It was fantastic. Um, shameless plug here. If you have not uh, gotten live streaming, you can still sign up. Go to hearthewatchman.com. Lots of speakers, lots of important information, and you can watch it in the privacy of your own living room, munching on popcorn or, or Fritos or whatever you want to munch on and sit back and uh, uh, glean some of the cutting edge information. Um, and that's hearthewatchman.com, hearthewatchman.com. Then we were up in St. Louis. We went from Dallas to St. Louis and we spent about a couple of days there, we spent some time with Josh Tolley and his lovely bride, Brittany. That was wonderful. But we were there because we were looking at Cahokia Mound. And Cahokia Mound is the largest uh, mound complex uh, in the Americas. What I mean by largest, it rivals the Great Pyramid. And, of course, it's very controversial. Who built it? How did they build it? Um, and archaeology has already sort of walked their 300-year uh, timeline back to about 18 years based on some new uh, so-called archaeological evidence. Of course, I look at this and uh, look at it as fallen angel technology, Nephilim architecture. I believe that uh, there's something else going on, and it's it's being deliberately obfuscated, um, like everything else today. Uh, what, there's a series I'm I'm doing. It's called What Is the Truth, and it's on my YouTube channel, L A Marzuli. And um, it's just it's just beyond the pale. I mean, what is the truth? That's just, what I ask all the time here on this so, program. Yeah, yes. Everything is so obfuscated, it's unbelievable. Oh, it really is. And, you know, I can't help but sit here and, and wonder if these really are the end of days with all these things going around um, here on the on the planet here, all these conflicts we have going on around the planet. It, it really does certainly feel like we are in the end of days, wouldn't you say, Mr. Oh, L.A., I should say? Yeah, I, I completely concur. In fact, I would even state that, and I'm not a date setter, but the way things are ramping up here, uh, we, we could be going up sooner than later. Uh, I'm, I have no idea what your position on the tribulation. I realize, or the rapture, everybody's very controversial, hot button subject. Normally I just avoid it like the plague because all it does is divide the body instead of like trying to unite the body. But I just believe we're not appointed to wrath and that, that, um, I'm a frank supernaturalist and therefore I am, awaiting getting beamed up because you can't fix this point. Maybe you just can't fix it. Um, it's, it, we're too far down the rabbit hole. Like 150 years ago, you could fix things. Today you can't. Uh, we got chemical weapons. We've got, I mean, even, even Time Magazine, left-wing publication for the most part, right? Time Magazine states, uh, journalism is dead. Truth is dead. And, and that's why I'm, I'm right. I'm working on this. Uh, what is the truth? These podcasts and YouTube uh, videos that I'm doing, and even today, we're on the same page. You yeah. really are on the same page because I, I ask that all the time here, and we both know that the media lies. The media lies habitually, um, and who is the father of lies? Uh, the fact that um, you know, and this is this is part of the problem. A lot of people are saying it's a false flag. What happened in Syria? Right. I have no idea. I wasn't there. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this at length. Was it a false flag? 
Assad stated on the record today that they gave up all the chemical weapons. I talked to an expat Syrian uh, a couple of days ago and asked him, uh, in your opinion, was this a, a false flag or was it real? Did, did Assad use chemical weapons? And this man told me he's an, ex, an expatriate, you know, an expat Syrian guy who came over to the country, loves it over here. And he told me, in his opinion, Assad has plenty of weaponry, plenty of ordnance. He didn't need to resort to chemical weapons. What's the point? And he wouldn't do it because he knows that that's the red line. So that begs the question. And of course, with Assad, with Assad today stating on the record in his first interview since April 4th that he did not use chemical weapons. That wasn't him. So now we've got a real mess. We got a real mess. Was it a false flag? Was it deliberately set up? Um, Trump is sitting in the White House. He's relying on the intel he gets from the Pentagon and his Joint Chiefs of Staff. We're 16 years in Afghanistan. Just a few hours ago, they dropped the lar- largest ordnance um, in in history. Yep, over uh, Afghanistan. A nuclear bomb, yeah, mm-hmm. in Afghanistan, and it's it's called Moab, mother of all bombs. Um, so isn't that cute? To, by the way, I'm sorry, what? I said, isn't that cute? By the way, yeah, it's double entendre there, but but um, we're right back to. This military industrial complex, endless war, regime change, and the promises that Trump made, uh, during the campaign are already slipping by. I think that he's got a Congress that is, is certainly not in step with his wishes. I think Paul Ryan uh, demonstrated that by trying to, uh, give us some phony baloney with Obamacare 2.0, uh, and basically it's giving the same nonsense that Pelosi gave us. Well, you got to pass the book, you can read it. And the Freedom Caucus stood up and said, we're not doing this. And the whole thing came crashing down. Mitch McConnell stating that, well, you know, we're not going to really do tax reform maybe till late next year sometime. So once again, the American people are still paying upwards of 50 percent of our income between federal and state to a bloated federal government. This is why Congress approval rating is about 20 percent. So we are in very, very czar, really moment of time. And I haven't oh, even yes. mentioned North Korea with the missing submarines from the North mm, Korean fleet, right? with our stuff steaming over there, with talk about regime change there. And all this might sound really good. We can't be the world's policemen. And we've got real problems at home. And Trump was elected because he kept saying America first, America right. first. And now he's, now he's saying, well, the world's going to be a better place. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he's – and we're not privy to the intel he's getting, which has made him definitely shift his stance on a whole number of issues, which to a lot of people are very troublesome. Right. And, you know, he also was saying how – well, not him particularly, but the media and others were saying how he's very anti-establishment. But um seeing the people that he's collected – for his branch, I would have to say he's pretty much in the establishment himself, and it, it's pretty obvious. Oh yes, it's it's remarkable. And and going back to the whole false flag operation, um, I believe Ron Paul and Cynthia McKinney, as well as Vladimir Putin, has gone on to say that this was a, f- a false flag operation. Well, if you know, if it is a false flag operation, then we are so far down the rabbit hole. I mean, we really are. And this is this is the problem. I mean, truth truth is dead. It certainly is. It's extremely troublesome that if this is a false flag operation, then the American people have been utterly bamboozled. Um, I mean, you know, what are we a week away from a military coup? Is that that what's next year? Um, I spoke. 
to a gentleman who has connections to Washington inside the Beltway. And he told me that our government is fractured. In other words, uh, okay, you got Congress, you've got the military industrial complex, which has remained intact since the Eisenhower. And so it doesn't really matter who gets elected. Think about this. Bush gets us into Afghanistan with what may have been a false flag operation uh, in, in with 9-11. I mean, Correct. I mean, wake up, folks. Building 7. We still don't know what happened. We still All we know is that Building 7 falls at free fall speed. So that can happen. And that's why there's 1,500 engineers and architects minimum. Those numbers are growing steadily who have looked at this and said we need a, uh, a real investigation. Of course, Congress does nothing. Nothing happens. The years tick by. Have you talked to, sorry to cut you off, but have you talked to Richard Gage by any chance? I know who he is. I followed him. Absolutely. I'm I'm right there with him. Yeah, I'll be interviewing him pretty soon, I believe. Great. I I think that's great. We look at Building 7, which is the excuse for us to go to Afghanistan and take that rascally Rasputin of a terrorist, Osama bin Laden. And, of course, we couldn't find him. The elusive boogeyman, God knows where he was hiding. And, of course, in the Obama administration, they find him. They kill him, but then they throw his body and bury it at sea. Nonsense. Well, that's we, what they claim. We can't see any pictures? Yeah. That, that, that's my point. It's all spin. It's all false news. It's all maybe lies and false flags. So the point I was trying to make: Bush gets us in. Obama carries it through, and now we've dropped the biggest ordinance in the history of the military, as far as I know, on on what twenty people in a cave. I mean, what's really there? We don't know. We don't know. This yeah. is the problem. Yeah, by the way, April 15th is is another date to pay attention to because allegedly that's when North Korea is going to launch an attack on us. That's right. Allegedly. That's right. Yeah, um, but who really knows? Uh, I'm not exactly too sure what their capability is, but I, I'm i not exactly someone who would um, be eager to find out myself. Well, look, if, if North Korea, and, and we know this, we know that North Korea, um, has, uh, certainly they have news. One. Two, they have some sort of delivery system. I heard of a EMP satellite, but then again, that's, um, I'm not exactly sure how, how truthful that really is. Well, and that, and I don't, again, once again, how do you vet this stuff? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the bottom line is that has been my fear forever that we would be under some sort of a electromagnetic pulse weapon. I've written about it, talked about it incessantly presented that information countless times, which is why we have a root cellar. And EMP knocks us back to the Stone Age. America is not in biblical prophecy, as far as I can tell. And, um, you know, while some people say, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tarshish and her young lions and all that, and, and that may be. I mean, you can make a case that way. But if that's the case, if America is not in prophecy, then that means somehow we're taken out of the way uh, on, on some level. And I, you know, I, I don't have a crystal ball here, but an EMP would be devastating. Millions of people would die. Uh, and, and the grid doesn't come back in a couple of weeks. I mean, it depends where, where it would be detonated and it depends on how high up it was and the ordinance of the bomb and, and just a whole lot of factors. Uh, even if part of the country is crippled, then that, uh, that would uh, certainly, uh, put the focus back on our country. Um, our country is, very unstable. It is more divided now than I've ever seen in my 66 years on this planet. Yeah. And I don't see it getting any better. And in the meantime, what I do see are the the bombing and, and you know, 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles, the Russians 
countering that. Uh, I, I see a lot of yakking and a lot of talking and a lot of posturing. Uh, but I also see Trump doing things that, uh, you know, I'm just sort of sitting back here going, I don't, I don't believe he's doing this or so I don't know. And you don't know. And, and, and most of our listeners have no clue as to what's really going on. And this is, this is problematic because we live in a, in a country and in an age where, and I, I've talked about this, that I'll say it again. You can watch a story being presented on CNN, and they will spin it one way, including pictures and video and interviews. And then you can watch the same story being presented on the Fox News channel, and it will be presented in exactly the opposite way. What is the truth? Where? And we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, even have that written down. Who can we trust and what exactly is the truth? I mean, we find ourselves in this really complex situation with, multiple factions out there that we have to deal with. And basically, I hold all sides accountable for this mess that either we've created or we inserted ourselves in. Well, look, this whole thing starts with the Arab Spring a number of years ago. And um, this this constant uprising throughout the Middle East has left a very, very unstable um, area of the world. And what most people don't realize is that the modern-day countries of Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan and Iraq were all created by the British and the French directly after World War II, or I'm sorry, World War I. That, that's when it was created. All those states were created. In fact, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq, and Jordan were, were put in, the Hashemite kings were put in power there uh, because the Brits and the French felt that the Hashemites were to rule and they would be respected by uh, their Islamic subjects. That didn't work out too well. And the only Hashemite kingdom that still exists is the one in Jordan. Uh, both Iraq and Syria went to the Ba'ath Party, and we all know what happened there. So here we are. We've got Assad, five years of a bloody civil war. We know that Hillary Clinton uh, wanted to get in there and uh, and knock off Assad. In my opinion, ISIS was trained by the U.S., more than likely in Jordan. It certainly was. Yeah, to topple, to topple Bashar al-Assad, and they went rogue. And that's why, you know, you look at all the equipment they have, and you say to yourself, where are, you, where are these clowns getting all this equipment from? And they went rogue, and the rest basically is history. And now we've got this, this unbelievable terror organization trying to create a caliphate. Meanwhile, in Egypt, over the weekend on Palm Sunday, uh, once again, the Muslim Brotherhood, ISIS, I mean, who knows, uh, detonates two bombs, over 50 people killed, 80 people injured. And this is the vitriol. Uh, there is an, uh, an, an animus against Christians throughout the Middle East. You don't hear a peep about it uh, on, on CNN or most of the other uh, networks. 90,000 Christians were killed last year. 90,000 Christians were martyred for their faith. So we are in a period of time, wow. again, very unstable, um, very tumultuous, very turbulent, uh, in my opinion, unprecedented. And frankly, I'm looking up, I'm saying to myself, you know what? It's It's the 100-year anniversary of of um, uh, the Fatima apparitions. It's the 50-year anniversary of the Roswell cover-up. You want to speak about cover-ups? There you go. Oh, yes. We, then we have the nation of Israel being born again in a day. I mean, we are in some really weird times here. Very weird times. And we we could be going up sooner than we think. By the way, earlier, uh, before I brought you on, I was just quickly saying how I certainly can't help but feel that these are the end of days and I said that I, I wanted to clarify that I, I don't exactly know if these are the signs of the second coming of Christ, but I'm very much under the notion that 
this great war is in fact near and that these are very uh, historical times we find ourselves in uh, here in America and we definitely have that privilege to watch it all go down. Well, we do. And, uh, you know, I think the signs that, that Jesus tells us, warns us of, are firing on all eight cylinders and, the, and that with um, some STP thrown into the gas tank. But we've yeah. got, you know, wars and rumors of wars. Check. Famines. Check. The Pestles. signs are there for sure. All the signs are mm-hmm. there. Earthquakes in diverse places. We were getting earthquakes like we've never seen before. Same thing with volcanic activity. Everything is up on the rise. And then you get the signs in the heavens. I mean, UFO sightings, which I just finished my latest film on, which is called uh, The Watchman Chronicles, in their own words, UFOs are real. UFO sightings are now at an all-time high, literally at an all-time high. So this cat-and-mouse game continues. It has continued to Roswell crash in 47. That's 70 years ago, basically. And um, <laughs> what do we think of all this? In my opinion, it is the coming great deception. And I recently coined a phrase, um, when we go up, they show up. When we go up, they come down. And what I mean by that, they are being restrained. This cat and mouse game has gone on for 70 years. They, they, it's, they, they appear at night. We see some lights in the sky. Some crafts show up. I mean, it's just this cat and mouse game for 70 years. Surely, if it was really somebody from some other planet, they would have revealed themselves by now. But they don't. And the reason for it, because they are not interplanetary. They are, in fact, the fallen host. Uh, the fallen angels under the head of Satan. And this cat and mouse game will continue until the restrainer is taken out of the way, which I believe when the church goes up, they show up. And I think that's what's, that's what we're looking at. The film is an hour and 37 minutes long. I interview all sorts of people. We have startling information, uh, from Roswell, New Mexico, from a deathbed confession, from a Colonel Hill. We've got people that have been abducted. We've got people missing time. We've got people that have been involved in the whole UFO phenomenon for years, for decades. And then they came to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and the abduction stopped. And that's that's our focus of the film. That's interesting. Try, yeah, try to get people in the church to talk about it uh, because upwards of 30% of the people in a church setting have had some kind of experience, whether they've seen a UFO, lights in the sky, orbs, had an encounter, sleep paralysis, had an encounter with entities, the stuff that comes across my desk will make your head spin. And, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I mean, it makes my head spin. So it's, um, that's, that's where we are in 2017. The Watchman Chronicles, you can go to thewatchmanchronicles.com or lamarzuli.net. And, you know, what we're trying to do is make it really affordable. You buy one, you get the second one half price, give it to your pastor, give it to someone who's a skeptic, you know, get the word out because if it's not a question of if, it's just a question of when they reveal themselves. But by, by the way, Mister or L.A. I'm sorry, I I have a habit of calling everybody Mister This or Mister That. It's just a really strange habit I've had forever. I I blame my father for that. I had a very strict upbringing, very strict. I, I was beaten badly, Mister Marzulli. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I'm just pulling your chain there. No, that's not true. I had a very happy um, childhood. I'm just I'm playing around here, but no, um, uh, it's just every, everyone's on the edge here, and I'm obviously trying to make people laugh just a little bit here since we're so doom and gloom on this program, and, and lots of people have been accusing me of fear mongering. But how oh, can I? Get that. How how can I do that when all these things are going around this LA? Well, and this is the problem. People people want to sit with their heads in the sand. And, and I call them the ostrich people, and, and that's fine. 
That's why I wrote the book Days of Chaos. Not a not a big seller. If I had written a book, God wants you to prosper in your life, and here are the ten steps to make it happen. Are are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. You know, they'd be flying off the shelves. But people don't, and nothing has changed. Read the read the prophet uh, Jeremiah. Um, read read the prophet of Jeremiah. Hated, despised, reviled. I mean, when Jesus shows up, they say, "Oh, he's got a demon." Welcome to my world. I mean, the stuff we get called for doing what we're doing. People can either look at what's going on and realize that this whole thing is a house of cards and it could come down at any time. Uh, $20 trillion in debt, do you really think that that can, you can last like that with $20 trillion in debt? When you've got rogue states like North Korea threatening to bomb us, when you've got Iran threatening to nuke Israel or, or nuke us, I mean, it's just, it's beyond the pale. So the ostrich people, most of the pastors never talk about this stuff. Stay away from it. They, they really, yeah, they, they really don't want to talk about this sort of thing because I've contacted quite a few local pastors here in the area. And when I present them certain things, um, an example, let's say, um, the book of Enoch, when I bring that up, they just kind of shut down. Well, they do. And that, see, this is all part of the problem. That is part of the problem. You're, you're 100% correct. They, they shut down. They won't listen. They, they're not interested in it. They'll go, well, what does this have to do with salvation? Well, frankly, folks, it doesn't have anything to do with salvation. The salvation is the beginning doctrine. And once we obtain salvation, we don't need to go back and hear it over and over and over again because we've already crossed that line. Now we need to understand how to put on the armor of God and understand that the mandate is to preach the gospel all over the world. I get it. The second mandate is to destroy the works of the devil. So the body of Christ is definitely varied. Some people will be evangelists, and, and Paul tells us, prophets, evangelists, you know, priests, teachers, I get all that. And some people, like myself, are watchmen, and we attempt to tell the church what we see. And if I don't do my job, then the blood is on me. In other words, if I don't do my job and at least try to warn you, then I'm not doing what I was called to do. So I do this 24-7, 365. It's all I do. Um, we create books. We create movies. Um, and, and I speak all over the place and, and the research is ongoing and continues to, to, the research is just, it just never ends. And so, um, as we continue to warn people of what's happening, um, there are people that are waking up. There are churches that are waking up and those are the churches I go to. They invite me and I will come and speak and the pastors are overwhelmed. Uh, they want to know what to do with this information. They want to, uh, a, make their, their, their parishioners aware of, of what is happening. And that's when I get called and I'm more than happy to go in and I pour myself out. I mean, this, this past weekend, I spoke five hours, um, on, on, uh, on Friday and, and four hours on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had nine hours. That's a just, lot of time there. Me. Yeah. Just me. And I didn't repeat myself. They're all different presentations. I mean, I've, I've done, as much as 20 hours on a weekend sometimes. Wow. That's, um, that's you know, pretty and amazing. I wore myself out because people need to know. And that's why they have me come and, and I will deliver the goods. I've got all these PowerPoint presentations and we talk about the Nephilim and UFOs and the days of chaos and politics, prophecy and the supernatural, the cosmic chess match, the rise of anti-Semitism. I mean, it's just, I'm not a one trip pony. And it's all, of course, focused on the biblical prophetic narrative. All of it is is uh, leads back to the cross, to Jesus. But it also, for the believer, again, uh, put on the armor of God, walk in a circumspect way, and get on the front line, start making a difference. And I agree with you on that one. And a very controversial 
question here I have for you. How exactly do you feel about certain pastors who rake in the millions, L.A.? Well, the way I think about that is I think that there are a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing, and there are people out there that are basically fleecing the flock, and that's that's their business. I'm not going to openly denounce them or start naming names sure. here. Yes. But, you know, that that's between them and God. And it's like they have to do what they have to do. And if they feel that that's, uh, that's productive, um, then good luck. You know, I, I drive a 26-year-old car, and it's, it's restored. And if people saw it, they'd go, oh, my gosh, Marzulli drives or whatever. <laughs> right. But I bought it for eight grand, and I put about a grand into it. And, I, I you know, my friend Bob Ulrich was the guy that uh, uh, gave me a, a clue as to this car. It was a one-owner. And it's it's a luxury car, and it's a very fast car. And I won't tell you the name of the or the, or the model of it. No worries. But actually, okay. I only spent eight grand on this thing, and I put about fifteen hundred, a thousand, fifteen hundred into it. So I'm under still under ten grand. And most people were driving, you know, Ford Explorers. They're paying twenty twenty five thousand dollars. So you know, you, you can't fault me. I mean, I I live in Malibu, and people say, oh, he lives in a two point four million dollar home. That's nonsense. I bought, we bought in here. I've been here since nineteen seventy eight. And we bought in in 87 and we paid $190,000 for the house. So that's a matter of public record. But, you know, the wolves or the trolls will go online and go, oh, you know, the house is worth two million. No, it's not. It's not worth that. It is worth a lot of money, but we also owe a lot of money because we borrowed over the years. Right. And, and the house is only 1,700 square feet. So, you know, I say, well, how big is your house? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. what, how big is the house that you live in? What year is the car that you drive? So look. We're blessed beyond medic. We are. My wife and I are, are blessed, mm-hmm. are just blessed beyond measure. Father God has given us a beautiful place to, to live, and we've landscaped it ourselves. I'm very handy. I'm a carpenter. I had a cabinet shop for years before I started doing what I'm doing now. I was a music master, music minister, music director. So the Lord has had me wear a lot of hats through my 66 years. And we've been here since the beginning of our marriage, which is 33 years ago. And, uh, we, we've, we've, this is our place, and we, we've made it a beautiful halcyon uh, for the both of us, and we love it. But So there's no apologies for where I live. But, you know, again, people will, will look at this and, and, and come down, and there's always trolls. And oh, yes, there's and, always those yeah. folks out there. And that's, and that's you know, I, I could care less, I think, at this point. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't either. I mean, the world seems like it's going to end. Why worry on someone's opinion? But... um. Ellie, I, I did want to also ask you this question here. Lots of people right now currently are actually having this sort of experience. They, they've been having very vivid dreams of the end times. I myself have had a specific dream that I've been having. Mike, I just lost. Oh, am I? Do you have me now, Mr. Marzuli? Uh-oh. Have I lost you? No, I'm here. Oh, now I'm back. Uh, yeah, I'm here, but um, I, I didn't catch anything you said. Oh, okay. I was, I was just saying how it's been a very strange time right now in this point in history. And one of those things have been a number of people have been experiencing these very vivid dreams of end time scenarios. And I myself have had a very specific dream that's been reoccurring for a number of years now where UFOs come down from the sky and start attacking us here and more specifically in more detailed manner they start attacking my my house and my neighborhood as you can imagine which is very strange and this is something that's been going on for maybe six seven years now oh no la is not hearing me yeah i'm not hearing what you're saying 
Oh, no, that's not good. That's the first time that's happened. <laughs> yes, I've just been having these very strange dreams of end times, and I'm sure you've had visions yourself. I have, absolutely. I, I have. The Lord has given me two in 37 years of being a Christian. So, you know, and they've, uh, um, I, I hold those visions very close to my heart and, and believe that they came from Father God and, uh, look forward to the day when I'll actually be in them. Certainly. I think we all truly do. And LA, let, let's talk quickly here about your, your newest book. And, well, I'm not sure which one you have. The newest one is The Sunday Bun, but the newest film just came out about a month ago in March. And that's that's the one I really want to talk about because that's I spent about eight months making it, creating it. I edited it. Uh, my wife and I f- filmed the interviews. Uh, we went all over, talked to a lot of different people. And in their own words, The Watchman's Chronicles, in their own words, UFOs are real. And it's just uh, I think it's cutting edge stuff. I've had people come on and tell me it's the best UFO film they've ever seen. So I'm I'm very proud of it, and uh, we've sold a lot of them, and we continue to sell a lot of them. Yeah, that one's very interesting. I, I definitely have to get that one. And, of course, the Sunday Bun, I, I do like the cover of that book, by the way. That's pretty good. I lost you again. Oh, no, I was just commenting on, on the cover of your, of your uh, the Sunday Bun, the Sunday Go-To Meeting Bun. Oh, no, I'm cutting in and out here. I guess our audio's not good tonight here. You want to try calling me back or? Yeah, let, let me call you right back. See what's going on here with Mr. L.A. Marzuli. Connections dropping in and out here. L.A., are you there? I certainly am, Mike. Wonderful. Yes, I was just complimenting on, on the Sunday go to meeting bun. I, I like the cover there. Good. Yeah, that's, um, that's our latest book. That's our last book. I'm actually working on another book now. Uh, believe it or not called What is the Truth? Surprise, surprise. And, <laughs> yes. Also working on another film simultaneously. The film will probably be released in the fall, and um, we're going gangbusters on that. Um, I won't tell you what the name of it is yet, but uh, we're very excited about it, and uh, we've, we've already got some interviews in the can, so we're just, I'll be editing it in the month of August. Yes, and I also must add that all your books have incredible illustrations, especially on the trail of the Nephilim. Great cover and, and great illustrations in there. Well, thank you, and that was... Uh, you know, a while ago when we did that book, but um, it, it's it's been one of our best sellers for sure. And um, a lot of people have commented on that. I was in Peru, and when you look at when you look at what we discovered and, and what we saw, it's it's just absolutely amazing. And uh, on the trail of a Nephilim, Volume One and Volume Two, we are in the process of combining those two books along with five chapters from a book called Nephilim Hybrids, which we're going to let go out of print and and combine all three together. And that will be released probably uh, the way we're going, April, May, probably early June sometime. Very nice. Very nice. Also, L.A., as you know, we are both in California, and I'm right here by the San Andreas fault line. And, again, every day I worry that the next big one is right around the corner. Any ideas on on when the next big one is? Well, I, I think, again, I'm not a date setter, but nothing would surprise me. I mean, there's been a lot of rumblings and, and, and small tumblers, uh, even in the last six months, which have alarmed seismologists. When you fly into Los Angeles, you'll notice that the L.A. basin is, is just very flat. I mean, all of Los Angeles, it's, uh, some parts are just a few feet above sea level. Other parts are, you know, 50, like, like Santa Monica. Um, it's built up on a bluff, depending on where you are. I'm way below sea uh, level, so by the LA, way. <laughs> 
Yeah. Terrible. It's, uh, it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. So you get a, you get a 9.0 outside Los Angeles and, uh, you know, they got the San Onofre reactor down there. You get another Fukushima waiting to happen. And I think life would be, it would be devastating. You would, you would lose a lot of people and that would shut the entire area down for weeks, if not months. It, it would be very, very unsettling. I mean, LA already has the worst traffic problem in the world. Thank you very much. So it's, uh, it's only going to get worse. You get an earthquake thrown in there and it's just, look, we're told that this would be one of the signs, earthquakes in diverse places. Something is shaking. Everything is shaking. And I think that the powers of heaven are shaken. Jesus tells us that, you know, men faint from fear from what's coming upon the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And, uh, that's what, that's what's going on in my opinion. The days of chaos certainly seems are near. So, Mr. Oh God, I, I hate calling you Mr. Marzuli, but see, there's that habit again. Um, LA, have you ever seen any strange lights in the sky yourself? Yeah, I, I saw two UFOs. I saw one when I was 12 at Boy Scout camp, and I was uh, walking up a trail with three other boys. I was the fourth boy, the last in line. I can take you to the Camp Horseshoe website and show you exactly what trail it was. Oh wow. Walking up this trail and, uh, the lead guy goes, wow, what's that? And the other guys go, wow, what is that? And I look over, and there's a classic silver disc. I mean classic silver disc just sitting in the sky. We watched it 15, 20 seconds, and the thing shot straight up in the air in a blink of an eye. It was gone. We went back running to the scout camp. We saw a flying saucer. We saw a UFO. And by 5 o'clock that evening, the other boys denied that they had seen anything. Just completely retracted their story. Why? Because of ridicule. And that was my first lesson in herd mentality. The second one was my wife and I about nine years ago were driving up Pacific Coast Highway after having a nice Italian meal. She was uh, driving the car. I was in the passenger seat. And I and she goes, wow, what's that? And I look up, and uh, there's this like light in the sky. And I goes, wow, it looks like a plane approaching, but the thing wasn't moving. It just sat there. And we kept watching it and watching it. And uh, above it, uh, another light, which slowly descended into the larger light. And the larger light promptly disappeared in concentric rings and was gone. For about 30 seconds, and then bam, it was back again. It did this like three times. From that experience came the statement, rebuke first, ask questions later. So no matter what we see, rebuke first, ask questions later. Uh, and when I say rebuke first, you, we rebuke him, and then it's the Lord rebuke you, the blood of the Lamb, the book of Revelation. They overcame uh, the Antichrist and the fallen cherub by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. So when we when we state the blood of a lamb, when we call it out, the blood of Jesus, um, it, this isn't some magical voodoo right. formula that we're talking about. We are pronouncing that the blood sacrificed by Yeshua, by Jesus, once for all time on Calvary, was the game changer. It spells the fallen one's defeat. And that's where we are. That's that's what we need to do. Rebuke first, ask questions later. By the way, that's a very beautiful stretch of road you were on. Yes, it is. Yeah, I would love to have seen something there. I imagine you saw something near the ocean. Uh, this was directly above Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, the, the ocean trench outside where I live is one of the deepest trenches in the, uh, in the, in the ocean. I mean, it's really deep. What better place for these things to hide but there? Understood. I, I also want to thank you for spending your time here with us. I know your time is very limited, so. Uh, thank you very much for being on the program. Go ahead and plug your website or any upcoming appearances, L.A. Well, um, let me see. May In May, if really the next appearance, we'll be in Ohio with Russ Dizdar and, and Coach Dave 
Dovenmeyer. And uh, if, if you're in the area, check that out. We'll be in Ohio. Check out the uh, thewatchmanchronicles.com. You can see the trailer and some other clips. Thewatchmanchronicles.com, all one word. Thewatchmanchronicles.com. We got a sale going. You buy one, you get the second one half price. You give that to someone who's a skeptic. Let's get the word out. Mike, thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate. It. Oh yes, we'll do it again in the near future. Hope so. Thank you. All right, take care. And that was L.A. Marzuli, ladies and gentlemen. Great guest, great personality. Definitely go check out his website. Great website, lamarzuli.net. Check out his books, The Watchers series. I've loved that. He's got a lot of great books, by the way. Good stuff. I do want to remind all of you out there, go back to michaeldeacon.com for any past show you might have missed or shows you didn't even know existed. By the way, another issue I must point out here is... Safari still doesn't work for those who own a Mac and are listening live on the TuneIn radio app or desktop site. It just, just Safari just doesn't work for whatever reason. I have to tell all of you guys out there to use Google Chrome or Firefox. Those browsers there, those definitely will work. But for some reason, Safari, it's just not working. I'm not sure why. I wonder who I could talk to to try to get that fixed. I, I don't even think I could get that fixed, to be honest with you. We'll find out. I will make my return this Saturday with Mr. Albert Taylor, Dr. Albert Taylor. I hope all of you will be there. I'll be there. Will you be there? That's the question. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like bullshit like, you can just see it it's clear <laughs> It's crazy. I had no idea this shit existed before 726. Oh, Granny, I like Granny. I'm a TV real. A lot of good content. A lot of, a lot of cool topics. You know, I, yeah, I feel, you know, fortunate to have an opportunity to speak to you guys tonight. You guys are, you guys are really good. Yeah, Mr. Rusev, that son of a bitch. I do not like that, man. It's the simplest shit. You go in there, you see, oh, well, I'm not, 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 just for what it's worth, I want to put in my two cents to tell you both that you have one of the most incredibly well-rounded shows. Uh, other than, than 22 years old, still virgin. Guess what, motherfuckers? 